0: welcome everybody to the very first episode of my My Last two brain cells Cells. i'm so proud of that name (laughs) that's
1: so cute
0: i'm your host maddie morris and this is my husband elliot morris we are married we are in love and we own lightheart studios and coffee shop in scottsdale arizona
1: scottsdale arizona
0: And this is the origin story. This is episode one. This feels full circle to finally be sitting down in our own podcast studio filming an episode on how we got here. And it's been a crazy ride. And we're really excited to share with you how we got here.
1: Yeah. So welcome. Uh, Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. We're just going to jump right into it. So basically this episode, first episode, last two brain cells, we figured we should do the origin story. We should talk about how we got here. Why? Why? we felt that we were cool enough to start a podcast because i think a lot of people are just like oh bro we should start a podcast i
0: promise it's not just because we like the sound of our own voice and we want to talk about lashes no
1: no one just told us that we had a voice for podcasting (laughs) (laughs) no (laughs) my mom said
0: i had a face for podcasting (laughs) yeah she didn't
1: know video (laughs) podcasts were a thing so i know sorry um but yeah so basically we're gonna go through the origin story how we started lightheart studios how we started lightheart the whole thing it's a real company now it's wild <laughs> it's a business it's a real business it's a couple like, of them it's yeah it's multiple uh, under the lightheart umbrella guys
0: we are multi six seven figure beauty girl bosses 12 and figure we're, <laughs> beauty bosses and we're here to dish it all
1: so yeah let's just start with high school start okay. with how you started hustling and grinding
0: so elliot and i Went to high school in Anchorage, Alaska, and I was hustling and grinding in the beauty industry when I was in high school. I was doing people's prom makeup for money. I was a bridal makeup assistant, and I started my own henna tattoo business when I was 15. And it was a it was a business. I mean, I was doing festivals every single weekend. I was bringing in like six seven grand in two days. I was just I was obsessed with making people feel good about themselves, and I was obsessed with. Uh, how you can transform someone's confidence within a matter of 30 minutes. Uh, So that was where I got my start. I then became a bridal makeup assistant. So I would go to weddings and I would clean brushes and put falsies on people. And I was addicted to doing makeup. I thought it was just the coolest thing in the world. So when I graduated high school, um, I went to college like most people do for, I'd say about Three weeks. I
1: think most people don't go to college for three weeks. Most people like oh, really? go for longer. Do than most that. people graduate? <laughs> I, mean, I, Can you I don't check know if, the stats on that. I don't know. Most people graduate. I think three three weeks is on the lower side, though. So. <laughs>
0: okay. Well, I went for a good three weeks. Learned a lot. And um, I was sitting in class one day, and I just had this gut wrenching feeling where I was like, "This is not where I meant to be." And some people have that. And college is meant for some people, and that just wasn't my journey. And so uh, I got in my car. I walked out of class mid class, very dramatic, and. I prayed to God to tell me what my purpose was. And I felt like I should drive home. Um, but on my drive home, I would stop at the only beauty school that I knew of at the time in my town. And I walked in and I said, my name is Batty. I'm very young. I can give you, you know, some of my savings. And I want to be, be a professional makeup artist. And they said, well, you know, we're not really uh, teaching makeup artistry or anything but like we can give you your aesthetics license you can come here get your hours and, and get out which is what most aesthetic schools do so I went to aesthetic school seven days a week got my license very fast with the hopes of being a professional makeup artist um, and in this time I was still running my henna tattoo business and my bridal makeup business and I was on my hustle and grind Elliot I was just you know I was a girl boss out in the big world
1: you were you were you so then you graduated uh aesthetic school
0: graduated aesthetic school i was 18 years old and i very quickly got picked up at a local day spa
1: i'm gonna make sure we're still recording but keep going
0: okay i very pick i very quickly got picked up at a local day spa and i was hired as a full-time esthetician so i was doing skincare and full body waxing and uh makeup and my boss um asked me if i would like to learn lash extensions she was like this is a trendy new thing Um, it's just a quick little service. You put lashes on people, they leave. And I thought it was pretty cool. I was given pretty crappy products and tweezers. And I was taught by, I don't even know if she was a lash artist. She was a hairstylist. I was taught by a hairstylist. Lashes are hair? Close enough. enough, I was taught how to apply 0.25 diameter classic eyelashes, Onto natural lashes. That was the entirety of my education.
1: Really? Do you need to know anymore? I, that's basically fair enough. <laughs> that's all it is. Fair all you need.
0: <laughs> So I built a clientele there. Um, we were doing Groupon services. I was making 30% commission, um, and so I was making nothing. And I was just, you know, doing slave labor. I feel like a lot of lash artists get in the game doing that. Yeah, that's how everyone starts. Yeah, and honestly. I loved my job. It was never about the money for me. It was never about being well-known. It was always just about serving people in any way that God wanted me to serve them in. And for for that time being in my life, it was, you know, wax and booties. And it was doing facials. And it was doing lashes. And I felt a lot of purpose in that. So when I was 19 years old, um, I met this guy named Elliot.
1: Who's he? <laughs> i'm like i didn't know that you met another elliot <laughs> um hi
0: tell tell them how you met me
1: okay we went to a halloween party i was not an avid partier madison was also not an avid party it was
0: literally honestly guys we got so lucky in finding each other because it was the first party we had ever really gone to yeah, it was and the only party that <laughs> elliot had ever <laughs> gone to. to and uh i i remember uh Elliot was 21. He had just turned 21, and he was going to the same university that I was previously going to, except he did graduate.
1: I I did, (laughs) barely.
0: Um, Elliot was going to the same university for engineering, and I walked into this party. I saw the smiliest guy I've ever, ever seen in my life, and he made me feel so comfortable from 25 feet away, and I pushed past people to meet him. Yeah. I was like, move out of my way. I need to talk to this cutie pie. And I shoved people aside and I went up to him and I shook his hand and I said, I'm Maddie. Nice to meet you. And we started dating within 24 hours
1: yeah well first you have to break up with your boyfriend i did break up with my <laughs> boyfriend that night <laughs> we did we did start dating i didn't even have to tr- do anything i just i was just there Elliot had it made i forget that was the best that was the <laughs> best i didn't have to i, I didn't have to do anything Ever? i just i was just standing there you walk over say hi we talk until like 2 a.m and then i leave and i'm like hey do you want to go on a date tomorrow and you say yeah and then <laughs> There we go.
0: Broke up with my boyfriend that night. Told him I met the love of my life. And then I went to coffee with Elliot the next morning. And I asked Elliot, where do you want to be in five years from today? And he said, I want to move to Arizona.
1: I did. (laughs) I I was so sick of the cold. My man had
0: goals. So we fell in love very quickly. I mean, we were, um, we told each other we were in love with each other within, you know, two weeks of knowing each other. Yeah. We told our families we were going to get married, like the night we met, we were absolutely obsessed with each other. And that has been very integral to our success, you know, because.
1: Yeah. I, and I feel like we just got like with the business and stuff, we got so lucky that each of us wanted to do the same thing. Like I, my original goal was to do engineering, uh, build, I do like robotics engineering and to keep doing that, like save up money and then start like a robotics company was like my goal. I was like, I want to own my own business. Like, I don't want to just work like a salary job forever i want to like start my own thing and then madison already was doing her own thing she already had her own business and so then i didn't have
0: my own business i was working at the day spa oh
1: yeah Yeah. i yeah i guess i just i saw i'm like this girl has elliot saw right through it i'm like she's gonna own. elliot saw me as
0: a business owner when i wasn't and so i remember this is a story for another episode but i quit my day spa job that i loved wholeheartedly i loved this job with all my heart i was
1: telling you to quit it a lot
0: Man, I was making minimum wage. <laughs> Less than minimum, minimum wage. It was probably wage. illegal.
1: I was <laughs> You were making commission on like $15 waxes that she grouped on. So the <laughs> waxes were like $7 a piece. I was actually and, being robbed. And then you made like... Three dollars on them.
0: <laughs> boy, oh boy, was I happy though! And so I remember one day, a horribly dangerous situation happened at the day spa. It put me in jeopardy. It put my reputation in jeopardy. This place it was sketchy. It, it was, was a sketchy day spa. It was heart wrenching. A really horrible situation happened at the day spa.
1: But that is a story for another podcast. We're gonna keep you guys another. hanging. We, we, we got content for days for this bad boy. <laughs> we are not stopping after one episode. Man,
0: we've been saving up these gems for um, years. So
1: you went independent. Yeah. No, and- well.
0: I quit my job and I, I actually, one thing about me, if I feel in my heart, like something isn't right for me, I will walk out. And I walked out of that day spot and I sat in my car with that same gut wrench, gut wrenching feeling of when I walked out of college and I said, God, what do you want me to do with my life? It was the same question I asked two years prior. And I said, what do you want me to do with my life? And he said, do what you always do. Make people feel good. Make people feel loved. And I said, okay. And so Elliot said, you cannot work for anyone else. You are so talented
1: <laughs> and the funny thing is it's like okay <laughs> at that point you weren't great at doing lashes. Like, I knew nothing about lashes. So I saw Madison doing <laughs> lashes, and I was like, dang, she's amazing. She's so good. Like, you got to be independent. You should be the CEO of Lash Extension. <laughs> I showed
0: Elliot my work, and he was I'm like...
1: I'm like, oh, I'm, in, I'm he so was like, amazed. dang, girl, I'm you like, are
0: killing it. I'm literally. like, you're
1: the best in the world. Guys,
0: my old work was a jump scare. It yeah, was go the, back uh,
1: to the beginning of her Instagram. It's not good, babe. It's, <laughs>
0: it's not good, babe. So, yeah, I... You know, was trying to find a job somewhere else. And Elliot was like, girl, you have to go on your own. You're you're amazing. You're fantastic, which I was not. You're but incredible. Yeah, but I ended up finding a little place to rent immediately. And you I did. had a panic attack for a week, which I think most people do when they start their own lash business. Yep. And I started my own lash business. And I actually didn't mean to just do lashes, but I was in a space that could only accommodate lash services. So it was an open space oh, yeah, Because where...
1: you were an esthetician before that. You were doing oh, like yeah. You I was a makeup artist, an yeah. esthetician.
0: I was doing waxing. So I was in a space that was in a kitchen so I couldn't accommodate you know naked people <laughs> on my bed I couldn't comfortably give people quiet facial so I had to just put all my eggs in one basket and I started doing lashes on people and I realized very quickly that my work wasn't very good and I realized that because I had uh foreign fills coming in and their work was beautiful they were, they had pre-made fans they had volume fans and I was like This looks a lot different than my work.
1: Because you were just doing classics.
0: I was just doing 0.25 diameter diameter classics, which shouldn't even be a thing. But um, Big boys. I also will preface that I wasn't exposed to other lash artists. So I wasn't actually allowed, due to my contract at the salon, to have my own Instagram, to have my own social media, to advertise for myself. So I didn't know that there were other lash artists that existed. I thought it was just me at this day spa and a few other people doing this. I didn't know that this massive incredible and lucrative industry existed yep. and so when i went on my own i became obsessed with last trainings because i found out that there were last trainings and i flew out of state you know a handful of times to take advanced education and russian volume mm-hmm. courses and volume courses and uh my skills were growing and growing and growing and growing and my clientele was it built fast
1: well yeah and i think one of the things that was like different about what you were doing at that time from like everyone else in at least in Anchorage that we saw is like you were obsessed with practicing like you practice every single day like you were doing sponges like I remember like your house was full of just sponges that you were doing i was
0: lashing anything that would let me
1: yeah yeah you were lashing <laughs> literally everything it's like every time i came over to your house you were like practicing Even doing fans
0: if i had a piece of paper in front of me i would draw an eyeball and draw lashes yeah
1: you were just you were obsessed you couldn't think of anything else your entire <laughs> life was lashes i
0: think a lot of lash artists you know that get into it 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 either is you, you get it or you don't you know yeah. and i was the girl i cared
1: you thought about nothing else I thought about nothing all day long else. Which worked out because, I mean, after you took the Lash Rock training, you got really good at Flower bouquet.
0: Well, before I, mean, it I, took t- months. Before I talk about trainings, yep. I built my clientele very quickly. And I think I was lucky in the sense that I lived in a town where the demand for lashes was very high and the supply of lash was artists was, was very higher. low. So without even doing any real advertising, I was booked from the jump and I was charging $70 a fill. And then I so I was I was making You're making pretty good money. Well, yeah, yeah,
1: because you were working, like, 10, 12 hours a day, six days a week. Yeah. So, like, even though you're only charging $70 a fill, which... I mean, it was even high for Anchorage.
0: Yeah, I don't recommend it. But I was working.
1: You were working so ten to
0: twelve much. hours a day. One hour fills back yeah. to, like back, your to back to were back to back. I had like. permanent nerve damage. They said in my right hand. Yeah, and I was getting treatment for nerve damage on my hand. Yeah. It was so debilitating. I don't recommend anyone.
1: Don't work six days a week. No, it was not don't good just. for me.
0: And I spent a lot of my you know special young years, slaving. You know, being a slave to the last yeah but
1: uh, but it was like when we talked about it you loved doing it like mm-hmm. you loved your client so much so it's like it wasn't like yeah it's like the are
0: i worked thanksgiving christmas eve oh, my birthday and
1: everyone always asks they're like oh did you like charge way more and like you didn't no. you just charged the same and i
0: remember we were getting married it was the day before our wedding and it was like <laughs> 5 p.m and my client was like what are you doing tonight and i was like oh it's my rehearsal dinner <laughs> like i was obsessed
1: yeah um but yeah and then you so you were like fully booked for a while and you were like packed for a while and then what happened
0: um well it got to a point you know where i think i was pretty depressed (laughs) i think i was pretty depressed i actually quit everything to do lashes i quit my bridal makeup career i stopped my henna tattoo business i stopped doing all aesthetics um and at this point elliot and i had actually we got engaged and we decided to get married and we moved into our own little townhouse that we rented and we got married And, I, you know, we didn't see much of each other. And I remember us sitting down and really thinking, like, what do we want with our lives? You know, we're young. We're married. We're happy. Where do we see each other? Where do we see ourselves in the future? Because right now we barely see each other at all.
1: And then I said, in Arizona (laughs) is where I see myself (laughs) in the future. I hadn't forgotten. Yeah.
0: And it got to a point where I knew that I had worked so hard and gotten to such a place that I was proud of where I wanted to move and I wanted to start a new life. And... I knew that the only way that I could comfortably in good conscience give away my clientele and move would be if I was to train artists that would be able to take my clientele. Yeah. So that's how I started my trainings.
1: Yeah. So you started your trainings not even saying, oh, I want to train so that I can make money. You started your trainings because you're like, I'm going to leave. And I would feel really sad yeah. if my clients were getting started, Have to had to get really way worse lashes after I left. So I'm going to train other lash artists. It was breaking
0: my heart. It was like a hundred little breakups. Good. It was so sad. And so I remember I spent about a year writing a curriculum and writing a manual mm-hmm. where I could take everything from those, I think, seven trainings I'd taken at that point. You spent seven. a
1: long time on the manual.
0: Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I, all of quarantine. Um, I spent about eight No, weeks. you did it
1: before quarantine. Long was, before. Yeah, no, it was way before that.
0: Yeah, I was working on it. But I was so determined to create lash artists that could uh give my clients that same experience that my clients could be obsessed with I wanted to match make my clients to the right people so I created a training where I took everything I'd learned in those seven trainings and I put it in a box basically and my kit was worth like six seven hundred bucks so I was I was you were not making much money (laughs) I wasn't making any money in the trainings but uh that was my dream was to train about three artists and I could match make my clients to them and you know, God had bigger plans because I launched my trainings and they were fully booked. And I ended up training 15 lash artists before I moved out of the state. Crazy. Which is, it was every single Sunday. So actually, if you look at my schedule, it was Monday through Saturday, 12 hour days of lashing. And then Sundays was a full day of training. And it was like that for months before we moved. But it paid off and I was able to teach some amazing lash artists that my clients still to this day go to, um, that I was proud of. And it really uh, built me a reputation as a trainer, which was helpful going forward. And then the day came that Elliot and I moved.
1: We moved to Arizona.
0: We actually packed up his Ford F 350 with everything we owned. Yep. And we drove to Arizona.
1: We, yeah. Well, we put it on the barge and then we drove from Seattle to Arizona. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. We moved down and you started renting at uh, salon suites here um, that you'd found. And we were looking a ton to try and find a good one. And this seemed like the best one. So we, you rented a room. It was a nice, like, bigger room, tall ceilings. We're like, oh, this is great. And, um, It was really scary when we were first moving here because you had no clients. Yeah. So, like, we were okay because we had my income still. Like, I was still working the same job. I was able to work remotely, which was really nice.
0: But it was uncomfortable for me because I was used to hustling and grinding, remember?
1: Yeah, true. (laughs) And so, Madison, we moved down here, and she's like, what am I going to do for like during my days because she wasn't fully booked yet obviously because we just moved here and so you actually started the charcuterie company (laughs) (laughs) i
0: forgot about that (laughs) guys i wake up in the morning and i she's so desperate for
1: something to do that she didn't have enough clients so (laughs) she started another (laughs) business
0: i'm like a gerbil you guys i get up in the morning and i need to run
1: on your wheel i
0: need to run on my wheel and if i'm not doing clients i don't know what to do so uh I'm really going to make charcuterie board. So I started a charcuterie business and I got all my food permitting and I was dropping them off at people's houses. It was a whole operation. But um, I realized very quickly that, again, my passion was lashes. And
1: So it took like three months probably. Yeah but you got booked over those and three the months.
0: thing is is any second of time that I was away from the lash bed I was working on building my clientele which That's is true. so important yeah. you have to treat that 8 hours or 10 hours a day that you would be lashing to get clients you will be booked there's no way around yeah. it if you spend
1: if you spend 8 hours a day working either doing clients or working on getting clients you'll be fully booked
0: there's no way around it.
1: There's no way around it. And I was that's what messaging, you were
0: doing. I was messaging like 300 people a day, yeah. just introducing myself. Yeah, you hit
1: like the Instagram message limits.
0: Not offering them discounts or nothing. I was just like, my name is Maddie. I'm new to the area. This is my work. Would love to see you.
1: Yeah. And then you started offering model sets. Started doing model sets, yeah. the model sets. Yeah. model sets Just were making
0: connections. Worked
1: out. You're just talking to tons of people, just getting people to know who you are. Like you can't. You there, there's no way to get booked if people don't know who you are, and like just putting up your website and putting up your Google My Business Absolutely. and all that, it helps. But like people need to know who you are, and like all of your clientele, you built it off of referrals basically.
0: Absolutely, and I always and the thing is with Scottsdale is there's a lot of incredible lash artists. Like there's amazing this, talent in Scottsdale, yeah. so I was like the thing that can set me apart is my personality. True. So I'm gonna pitch that.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna pitch it, and and the way you have to pitch it by having people come in so that was the hardest part was getting people to come in the first time yeah because like once they come in then they're like wow maddie's really cool and
0: sweet elliot i mean he is he's not just my biggest support i mean he truly is half of lightheart there were times where i'd be lashing and i would get an email and i'm like who is this from and elliot was actually reaching out to Like influencers' managers As on Madison. my behalf, and he was like, This is Madison Morris from Lightheart Lash. Are you interested in me doing your lashes for content? I was like, I never sent this email, but Elliot was just he uh, just became <laughs> manager. my manager. Yeah. You're what? like, You're my Chris Jenner,
1: yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> you just got Chris, yeah, you just got Chris. <laughs> um, and yeah, no, that it, it took. I mean, honestly, it really didn't take that long for you to get fully booked. Like, the first month was really scary because you only probably did like four, five clients during the first month.
0: And here's the thing. I was charging through the roof. That's the
1: thing too. We were driving. Yeah. Tell them about when we were we driving, were driving to
0: Arizona. I think we were in Utah and I said, Hey Elliot, I'm about to launch my business in Arizona. How much should I be charging? Because my fills in Anchorage were, you know, 90 to about 135. I was on the higher end and Elliot said, well, you should probably be charging $150 a fill and $300 a full set. And I was crying and he was she like, was so
1: mad at me I was so mad at Elliot <laughs> and I was like Elliot
0: I can't do that they're gonna Stop. hate me and he was like why not Madison why not and so I did I made my prices $150 a fill and
1: <laughs> I think I had more reasoning than just why not yeah. I had actually thought about it but yeah. you yeah it was very scary because, first of all, you had zero clients. So going somewhere. And I had then, zero
0: friends. I didn't know anybody
1: here. Yeah. And so then going in and being like, I'm going to be the most expensive. But the thing is, I was like, at that point, you actually were very good at Mega Volume. You were like actually established. You knew what you were doing with Mega Volume. And so I'm like, just establish yourself as the yeah, highest priced person like, in Scottsdale. Yeah, Elliot was
0: like, just be the best of the best. What's the downside? And I was like, mm, guess you're right. <laughs> so so I built my clientele. And very quickly, you know what I actually built? before my clientele was my trainings.
1: Yeah. That was a big thing is like we did have that income coming That was in. a
0: huge blessing because we got to Arizona and my books for trainings were filled instantly. And we moved here in April of 2021. And in June of 2021, I had 17 private trainings in one month. That's more than every other day.
1: And, and it, the reason that you were fully booked with trainings was because the whole time we were up in Alaska, you were- just posting so much like educational yeah. content online, and you were doing these trainings, and there was a like a building like log of people who like wanted to take your trains but didn't want to fly. People just to Alaska. didn't want to go to
0: Alaska. So the second I was accessible but to more people, it was like book 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 book. Exactly, it was packed. Exactly. So that was awesome. I kind of just built my career as a trainer down here. Yeah, and... that was
1: huge. So yeah, moving down here was awesome. We moved into this really nice apartment building, which was great it was way more expensive than where we were living we in were living Alaska. in a
0: three-bedroom two-bath townhome with a yard and we were paying
1: we were paying sixteen fifty a month which was a good amount for rent but we were in like the sketchy part of town because like rent in Alaska is pretty high yeah. like all things considered it's like surprisingly high and this was like one of the cheapest places we could find like we would have been fine with like an apartment but this was like about as cheap as any of the apartments we found because it was in like a sketchy part of town. (laughs) And we're like, okay, you know, it'll be nice to, you know, have like an office, have a little extra room. So we got this townhouse it was great for while we had but
0: then it. we moved to arizona we moved into the most expensive oh my God. <laughs> bougie apartment building <laughs> that, was, that
1: was kind of my fault we but lived
0: we still live in a one bedroom one bath and it's
1: three thousand dollars a month yeah it's ridiculous we well when we moved in it was only 2600 they raised the rent but um 2600 still is a thousand dollars a month more paying, than what we were paying
0: you know 1800 for my salon suite too
1: well at first you were paying 600 and then we'll we'll get into that in a minute yeah But so we moved into the apartment building, and one of the reasons that I, like, justified moving into this super expensive apartment building – and granted, we were also – it was, like, one of the cheapest apartments in this apartment building. Like, the apartments go up to, like, $8,000, $9,000 a month. Insane. And um, so one of the ways I justified it is I'm like, OK, well, we're moving here. We want to make new friends. I'm like, I would rather make friends with people who are in an expensive apartment building than people who are like, you know, in an apartment building that we could afford. <laughs> and
0: yeah, Elliot wanted to network. We wanted. W-
1: I mean, yeah, like, right. Like, I, I felt like it was a- like a business expense almost moving here because like we would meet people through just living there was the goal and it it worked out we did we made like a lot of really good friends from living in the apartment building
0: yeah and they saw our vision with our business and they really weren't yeah they were like so encouraging it actually mattered a lot to have friends that were encouraging
1: because they all own businesses Mm -hmm. and like the fact we would like tell them about okay we're thinking of doing all these cool things and they were like super supportive and they had like great input on stuff because like they'd all they were all like ahead of where we were and so yeah that was that was fantastic um and then um your salon suite that you were in we can talk about that it was okay yeah it was okay but there were some issues with it yeah um what were the issues
0: well I felt when I moved in and I had always been in kind of you know environments where I didn't feel especially welcomed back home and when I moved into the salon suite I was so excited to make a lot of friends and a lot of friends in the industry and when I moved in nobody talked to me and there was actually someone in the building said don't talk to her she's new here and it broke and it broke my heart like i just immediately who does that yeah and i just immediately felt like oh (laughs) it's so sad like i want to build a community like i love trying to make friends and i feel like lash artists are some of the coolest people ever and uh there was a few girls in the building that were so kind to me um but there were some that were not and i just knew in the bottom of my heart that long term in this industry i wanted to create a place that was different from other salon suites. I wanted to create a place that was so welcoming and so friendly and just created a natural culture of community. So when I moved in, um, I felt very isolated and um, I just felt kind of lonely.
1: Yeah. And we moved in, and one of the reasons that we picked that building was because it was $600 a month, which we're like, this is great. It's awesome rent. And then we move in, and then like a month later, uh, the owner of the building is like, oh, no, it's actually $800 a month. And we're like, uh, but we oh, signed a lease. Okay, and they're okay. like, oh, actually, we uh, left the price blank on the lease. And, like, we freaking – we signed it when we were, like, in the middle of moving and we just missed that they left the price blank. And they kept was, raising it. Which over, was our freaking yeah. mi- big mistake. Like, it was absolutely our mess up. But, you know, we did. And so then it was 800 a month. And then they were like, oh, it's 900 a month.
0: And then they said it's eighteen hundred. And, and, and then
1: they're like, "Oh, nine hundred <laughs> a month is just for half the room." We're like, "Oh yeah, because that makes sense." So actually, if you want the full room, it's eighteen hundred, or you can move in with someone else. Then it's then it's nine hundred. I was like,
0: "How much is <laughs> How much the is room? A- Tell me."
1: Eighteen hundred <laughs> was the final final answer. But um, yeah, so you get a roommate in your room, and who's your roommate?
0: oh jess she's
1: my best friend. i love jess Jess
0: so much she became my roommate and she's the best yeah
1: she was i think at first she was very wary of you and very confused by you she was like why like madison would she had product and stuff in her room obviously and she wholesaled a lot of product (laughs) too so she would like she had a whole shelf full of product and then she would like leave just
0: moved into my room we became roommates and we were a little timid of each other at first and then jess said why don't you lock up the suite at night? Like, how do you know I'm not going to steal your product? And I said, are you going to steal my product? (laughs) She's like, no. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Okay. Then we're good. Yeah. Like I just always wanted to exist, you know, in a community of trust. and
1: And this salon suite was not that. And so we knew there had to be like a better way to work as a lash artist. Absolutely. Like in our mind, we're like there there has to because be because this
0: was the nicest salon. Suite. It was the best one we could find. Yeah.
1: And so we're like, every every everywhere else we looked at was like super impersonal. And the other thing is they all had such bad interior design a lot of
0: salon suites are so dated they're carpeted they look like an olive garden
1: it's they do they look like an (laughs) olive garden it's like why like we love the olive garden when you're there your family but i don't want to work out of an olive garden every day and so we were like we asked ourselves like why is no one doing a nice salon but like where madison was at it was okay and we're like you know we have nothing to complain about like the the trainings are getting booked out like we're just it's it's all good everything's good like we're stable everything's happy um and then out of the blue one day the city of scottsdale calls while
0: we're working and and jess are working in our room and the city of scottsdale calls and they say hey is this so-and-so and And we were like yeah and they said did you know you're illegally squatting in the building you're you're (laughs) illegally
1: squatting in the building and madison's like what i paid rent yesterday and they're like that's not what the owner says. And then they're like, who's the owners? And they're like freaking, what's the gym?
0: It's a, it's a CrossFit gym. There's
1: a, it's a CrossFit gym. And so turns out, turns out what had happened, the owner of the building sold the building like a month prior, didn't tell anybody. Told con-
0: like a few told, of the, told the a renters. A couple
1: of her like besties who were renters, mm-hmm. didn't tell any of the other renters, continued collecting rent on the building she no longer owned, then the new owners come to their building that they bought. And and they were like,
0: why are there 20 lash artists in here? (laughs) Why are there
1: 20 lash artists in here?
0: (laughs) So long story short, we were all... Made to evacuate the building.
1: You had, like, a week. And it was right before notice. the
0: holidays. We're all fully booked out of our minds. And you, we were, all...
1: you were leaving town to do a training out of state, uh-huh. like, at that exact time. We were
0: all running around like ants trying to find somewhere to rent before the holidays. It was absolutely des- it was Yeah, and it was crazy,
1: too, because, like... There, the the few places in town that had availability, everyone else in this building was trying to get into them. So there was like nowhere to rent. Yeah. And so then finally you ended up finding a place.
0: We just found a little office space for the time being. But Elliot and I, you know, sat down and we were like, okay, what is our long-term
1: goal? We're like, okay, this is, why is it so hard to find a freaking salon suite? And we're like, you know what? In Scottsdale. In Scottsdale, Arizona. This should be like the the place. Mm-hmm. And so we're like, you know what? clearly there's a need in the market we'll do our own
0: we'll do our own we'll do our own, do
1: our own. <laughs> so yeah so then where are we at we have I, have I have some notes so that we can keep track of where we're at um yeah so we started looking at commercial spaces and we the first place we found um we were looking on LoopNet. we didn't even have a realtor mm-hmm. i was just looking like online
0: ellie and i just became obsessed with the idea of building a salon suite that was the best salon suite that ever did it
1: um but we were still we were still trying to be reasonable so mm-hmm. we the first place we found it was like 1300 square feet it was in a strip mall it was like the middle of a strip mall and um it was like 2500 dollars a month and we could put five rooms total in it Uh, so madison would rent one we rent out the other four we thought we could get like a thousand bucks a month for them so we would be able to pay the rent plus we'd have like a couple thousand dollars a month in profit after all our expenses so we're like this is awesome
0: any free time we had elliot and i were just calling any available spaces (laughs) to take a tour
1: yep and then so this space we're like you know what it's not it's not amazing we're not like it's not our dream space, but it's it's nice. It's good. It works. And so then as we're like negotiating with the realtor, like negotiating what the lease is going to look like, the realtor just ghosts us one day, just stops responding. I email him like 10 times. I'm like, hey, trying to lease your building. And they're just gone. They won't respond to us. And so we then we're like- I don't
0: know if it was because we were young.
1: I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, just, I just don't think they were very good realtors, yeah. <laughs> honestly. I think they found someone else for the space probably. And they were just like, eh, screw these guys and um so we're like okay we got to find another space so then we look around more there's not many options um like in scottsdale for like specifically what we were looking at so we kind of expand what we're looking for and then we find a space it's an end cap of a uh of a strip mall that's three thousand square feet so like way bigger than what we were looking at before it's like six thousand dollars a month for the rent and it's a vanilla shell so like concrete floor just dirt insulation
0: hanging from the like, ceiling, like yeah, exposed
1: ceilings. Like, you it's not like the cool industrial exposed, ugly, like ugly, ugly. It was the whole place was just. Like,
0: I sent pictures to everyone I knew, and they were like, No, they're like,
1: I don't <laughs> know about that. Um, and we were like, Yeah, but we looked at it, and like it had so much natural light, it was in such a great location. It had
0: windows on all the sides, these and these beautiful, beautiful natural arches. they were so, it was so, and for whatever reason, when Elliot and I walked in, we just felt
1: good it felt good even i though actually it was hideous. took
0: a photo of my feet for the first time standing in the That's building so and i was like this is the first time i step into this place and i think i'm gonna like take a lot of steps here
1: yeah so at this point we had saved up like two hundred thousand dollars um in savings it was like in stocks and like in the bank account and um we should probably go into like how we had two hundred thousand dollars saved up <laughs> by this point how
0: did we have two hundred thousand dollars saved up
1: it, so I, the simple answer is Madison uh, worked 12 hours a day, six days a week for like, since the time she was 14 years old. For like 10 years. For like 10 years straight. I'm just Um, a hoarder with money, you guys. She was also a hoarder with money. Like I, we, I had to fight with her to get her to invest in a stock (laughs) She like no. We
0: actually went to marriage counseling, and I was crying, bawling my eyes out because Elliot wanted to put some of my money, my money in Bitcoin. In Bitcoin. And,
1: and this was this was before Bitcoin blew up. This was Bitcoin at like at like ten k. Okay, so <laughs> so don't be like, oh, he was what an idiot. No, we made money yeah. on the Bitcoin. I was
0: bringing in like a thousand bucks a day, lashing, and I would just stick it in a debit card account, and I would leave it there. <laughs> and we lived so below our means; it was we not did. even funny.
1: So, and then once I graduated college, I got a pretty good engineering job. Like, I, I, fantastic engineer a great job and um, my base pay was like seventy thousand dollars a year but I was paid hourly and I was able to work a ton of overtime and so I was working like 60 70 hours a week for the first like two years after I graduated so I was bringing home like about a hundred thousand dollars a year um, because I was working so much overtime and um, we ended up being able to save basically a hundred thousand dollars a year after I graduated college. Mm -hmm. So that's why we had like two hundred K And
0: I only spent money if I had it in cash tips. Yeah. Like if someone if someone tipped me twenty dollars, I would buy like dinner with that. But if I didn't have any cash, I wouldn't spend anything.
1: Yeah. And like we would have had two hundred fifty thousand dollars saved up, two hundred fifty thousand dollars saved up by this time, but we spent about fifty grand on like our wedding and honeymoon.
0: Yeah, no, we paid for the wedding, which and was the honeymoon. worth it. Which
1: was absolutely worth it. That felt uh, so good. It I, felt I, good. Yeah, it felt good. We that wanted was to awesome. have
0: a nice big wedding.
1: Yeah, it was amazing. So that, that was good. honestly good use of money. Mm-hmm. But um, so at this point we had like two hundred thousand dollars um and we knew okay if we lease the space we're going to have to do a big build out but we don't know how much it's going to cost so we are like okay we need to find a general contractor so we find a general contractor through like a friend of a friend actually of one of our neighbors at the apartment we were renting was friends with the owners of a restaurant and then those restaurant owners were opening at a second location of the restaurant and they were doing a build-off we it. were just
0: picking their brain on who did their building because we were like you have a beautiful restaurant yeah. who did your, your restaurant
1: and they were like oh his name's daniel he's great like you'll love him and so we talked to daniel we go to his house and we're like hey daniel this oh, is what you're we're
0: sa- sh- you're saying his name
1: yeah you're know, saying there's, his name. There's lots of Daniels in the world. We're not gonna oh. say oh. Daniel Boogity blue Blue. That's his last name. No, <laughs> okay. oh, you just him. <laughs> um, this
0: is the villain of the story. <laughs> well, no, no, don't tell him <laughs> that yet. <laughs>
1: okay. You'll spoil it. Sorry, sorry, so sorry. So we go to we, we go to Daniel's house. We talk to Daniel.
0: We go to this man's house and and the first thing I tell Daniel, I sit down with this man who is elderly,
1: older. I sit down with this man.
0: lovely elderly man who offers me some peanuts. And I said, Daniel, I am a young woman. I have never done anything like this. I've never built anything in my life. I am giving you all of my personal savings to yep. build out this space. It is so important to me that you are transparent and honest. We with just every... we don't want
1: like a low estimate. We want you to tell us like how much is this going to cost? Like you've done stuff like this bunch of times how if we lease this building how much will it cost for us to do this build out that is what we wanted to know we're like
0: i was from the sincerest pit of my heart like asking him to be transparent with how much it was we're
1: like we have two hundred thousand dollars can we do this he's like it'll be about 230 and we're like okay you know what like in the, we were talking to the uh landlord like with the lease and we were negotiating ti reimbursement so you can get reimbursed some of the money of your build out from a landlord for a commercial space if you sign like a five or a ten-year lease we were signing a five-year lease and so we negotiated about at that point like seventy thousand dollars and we're like okay we can get seventy thousand dollars of ti so that meant we had two hundred seventy thousand dollars to play with we he said it was going to cost 230 and then we're like okay we got like 50k buffer because we know construction Goes over budget mm-hmm. a lot of times, So we're like, you know, we got a good... We got a buffer. Great. Awesome. So... Boy, we, were
0: they wrong.
1: <laughs> so we
0: the narrator they did not have a fifty thousand dollar (laughs) bumper.
1: so we (laughs) they went into crippling debt. we we go through (laughs) with it and we're like okay we think this will be good but we're we're still talking to the landlord and we're like okay we're seeing what kind of a deal we can get we had not signed the lease or anything yet we were not going through with it yet we're still like figuring it out then our friends caleb and mariah come visit us we're going to joshua tree doing like a little friend trip super fun super exciting we um take them to show them the space and we're like hey this is what we're thinking of doing where
0: it was so random for lack of a better word we were picking them up during this short layover and oh, elliot man. and i these were friends that we weren't close with we had just barely yeah. i mean C- caleb and elliot and i we went to we grew up in the same place so we knew each other a little bit but we drove them by this building there and we couldn't even open the door. And we were like, this is where we're thinking of leasing. And we want to build a salon suite and a coffee shop.
1: Well, we were thinking of doing the coffee shop because we were thinking of like, what are ways that we can make this like more community oriented and more yeah. like warm of a place to be and a like happier place to walk into. And not just like a silent, like stoic salon suites where you walk in and it's like totally silent. There's just a bunch of hallways and it's like weird so we're like, how can we make it not weird for people? Um, so <laughs> we're like, a coffee shop. A weird. <laughs> everyone loves coffee shops, and so yeah. we're like, well, maybe we could put a coffee shop on the front. And Mariah, just a little
0: idea we've been throwing around. Mariah
1: worked in coffee, and so we're like, Mariah, like we wanted to pick her brain, like ask her some questions about coffee, and then we're like talking to him about it. And then Caleb just offhandedly is like, oh, if you guys start a coffee shop, like we'll run it for you. And I was like, wait, like seriously? I think he would said it like as a joke. He's like, "Ah, yeah, we'll run this thing," and I was like, "No, like actually, like, cause that would be awesome. Cause we know nothing about running a coffee shop. Like, I love coffee shops, but I don't know how to run one." Mm-hmm. And um, so then we said, "Okay, like." this is great, like, yeah, you should totally run the coffee shop. And then they're like, okay, we'll think about it. Like, we'll we'll talk about this. And we say, okay, yeah, we'll think about it too. And we, like, go on our little trip to Joshua Tree. We go back home. We're like, okay, this is cool. We're still negotiating with the landlord. Like, not sure if we're going to get the space. But the
0: Joshua Tree trip was so special because we had friends that were praying over the signing of the lease. And Caleb and Mariah were so encouraging of -hmm. us doing it. Mm -hmm. And I think we just felt so much assurance we did of the decision we were making
1: yeah but we hadn't made the decision yet mm-hmm. and then caleb mri go back home and they call us caleb calls us like a few days later and he's like hey guys oh, i can i tell them yeah
0: i'm laying in bed it's six in the morning and i get a phone call from caleb in minnesota and he said hey mad um i dropped out of college and I just sat down with Mariah's parents and I told them we're going to move there and we're going to run your coffee shop. <laughs> and
1: we're like, dude, we haven't signed the lease. And I was, like, I was
0: like, LOL, what are you talking about? And he was like, yeah, no, we're going to move there and we're going to like be a part of this. We- and I was like, Caleb... <laughs> Not only have we not started the construction, we even signed the lease. We don't even know if we are going to sign the lease because like, the landlord's
1: being really difficult. You just played yourself. <laughs> like I, uh, so then we were like, I, I guess we gotta now. <laughs> we like, cared about our friends so much. We were like, we have to do this <laughs> for Kayla. <laughs> we can't not sign the lease. Yeah. So we sign it. We start the build out. Um, this is like October. We hire an architect. We go through. We design everything. They start demolition. We pull permits. Everything's going great we get a schedule from the general contractor saying that we are going to be done with the build out in like January, February ish, somewhere in there. And um we're like this is awesome. Everything's going great. And then December comes around, the permits still have not gotten approved. And um, that's just
0: because the city takes a long time. The city to do takes
1: that. forever. It's That's out of everyone's yeah, hands. Yeah, that's out of everyone's hands. So our build out was getting pushed out a little bit more and um it was probably going to be like end of February, early March, something like that. And then um, I show up one day to the job site and Daniel, RGC, is like, hey, hey, buddy, I'm going to need um, another $100,000. And I was like, um, that's really interesting that you say that because <laughs> I have already paid you $200,000 and you said it was going to be two thirty. So I can give you another $30,000 for sure. Um, but $100,000, that's a lot. Um, why... Why is that? <laughs> um, and then he says, oh, well, you know, the price of materials is really high right now, which to be very charitable, it was higher because we did do the build out at the worst possible time in human history. Like every it, it was this post-COVID. was it was right at the end of COVID. Like every the price of everything was at like all time highs. So everything did go over. Um, and I was like, OK, you know what? Fine. Like, I understand like everything's going to be a little more expensive it's going to be $300,000 and we had that like $50,000 buffer so we thought okay we thought it would go up to 270 maybe we had to come up with like an extra 30 of money that we didn't have, um, but it, it would have been fine because we saw some income coming in and we're like, OK, we can cover a $30,000 difference like that's not a huge deal.
0: This was also truly the most stressful time of our entire oh my gosh. It sucked. life. Elliot was uh, traveling back and forth to Alaska for his that's, job still. Yeah. So Elliot was actually going back and forth 10 days a month yep. to work overtime, and I was lashing every day and teaching constantly. Yeah. I mean my trainings it was like every other day. Yep. It was another training.
1: And so we were just so busy. We
0: barely saw each other honestly. Last year was the hardest year of
1: Oh, it sucked. My it was life. it was bad. It was really rough. I'm glad we are through it.
0: Everyone's like, how did you how did you like not They're get like, wow, divorced?
1: <laughs> Honestly, that was the last thing on our minds. We couldn't think about anything else.
0: No. It was the like any time we got together, we were just like <laughs> we were
1: just sad. So sad <laughs> and we just laid in bed.
0: And I remember I asked Elliot, I said, when Daniel said that he needed an extra hundred K, I said, Elliot, what is the worst case scenario? And Elliot was like, This is the worst, this case, is the scenario. worst case scenario.
1: <laughs> um, and so then turns out it was not the worst-case scenario. The worst case scenario was that two weeks, or three weeks after that, Daniel said Hey buddy um so we're going to need another <laughs> hundred thousand dollars and i was like another hundred and i
0: said elliot are we broken and destitute and he said yes yeah
1: absolutely we are past broken destitute um, <laughs> ellie was
0: like yes
1: <laughs> And so the most
0: positive man in the universe i'm
1: like no everything is bad and we are done um <laughs> elliot just looked sleep deprived all the just time. bags under my eyes i was so sad all yeah, the time i was
0: trying to hold it together for my clients they'd be like how's your day and i was like oh good girl
1: we had to hold it together for the kids um so at this point The kids are Caleb and Mariah. Caleb our and friends that we're trying to convince we made a good decision. <laughs> Caleb <laughs> would be like They'll call us, we're like, Oh yeah,
0: everything's Yeah, Caleb would be like, how's the build that we're like literally also, so good?
1: Um, it's a sleigh. It's a, it's so good, bro. <laughs> There's nothing to worry about. Can't wait to see you in two months. <laughs> crying ourselves to sleep. <laughs> uh, so then now at this point, build at
0: $400,000. $400,000. Um and we hadn't even bought the coffee shop equipment we yet, which added an extra 40k.
1: Yeah, so it's going to we were going to be at like 440. We ended up being at $440,000 total for the whole thing. Yeah. So honestly for everyone who asked. But at this point we're like okay, how are we going to get this extra $130,000 that we do not have? Mm-hmm. Um so we're stressed, everything's bad. The we find out at this time also that the build out's going to take even longer. Um, and they say, Okay, for real this time, here's the real timeline. You're gonna finish end of April. And I'm like, What if you don't though? And they're like, No, no, we promise we will. And we're like, Okay, you know what? At this
0: point, Elliot and I have such deep trust issues. We do not trust anyone. No, I'm
1: like, I don't trust a single thing. I walk into the job
0: site every day and I am like, I don't trust
1: any of you. But then I say, Okay, I'm going to make our grand opening party uh, uh, like April 26th. So mm-hmm. it better be done April 24th. Mm-hmm. And so... And
0: also it was so challenging because I was giving tours, you know, every week for potential yeah. renters because people just like the idea of Lightheart Studios, which was awesome. I mean, we had a lot yeah, of Yeah, well, We were touring
1: people when it was just studs, oh like my gosh. metal studs. We didn't
0: even have the frames up. We actually had the yeah. ground trenched and I had girls on Instagram be like, can I take a tour from you? And I was like, yes, but I need you to trust the process because we have the ground dug up. Yes, and it was amazing. To have that support throughout the whole process like, was really encouraging because Elliot would be in Alaska and I'm like, I have five tours this week. I have girls walking through the trenched up building being like, I want this room. I want this room. So it was cool. And I felt you know, a need to finish the build out in a timely manner so that we'd be able to get those rooms filled and we had that trust with the renters and we weren't just dragging this project on and bleeding money.
1: Yeah. However, we could not rent out the space until we finished the build out and we could not finish the build out until we gave them all the money that we did not have. So at this point, one big issue that we ran into is we couldn't get an SBA loan or a bank loan because this was a new business. It was like brand new, had no history. Like Madison had worked as a lash artist, but like the way the bank sees that is like you're self-employed, it's not like a real business. It's like you have a job, you just work for yourself, it's
0: hard out here being self employed, and they don't care about us. No,
1: they don't. Like, you can't get a home loan, no. I'm sure a lot of the people listening know. But, um, <laughs> but so we couldn't do SBA loan, we couldn't do bank loan, it, it, and it was $130,000 too. So, even if we could get approved for like an SBA loan, it'd be for like $30, 40 k Like, yeah, that was not gonna,
0: everyone was not glamorizes being self employed, and it's not all girl boss and games.
1: Sometimes it is, <laughs> sometimes it is, sometimes it is, but sometimes, sometimes. it is not a sleigh. Um, so then we also were going to be starting to pay rent in like february because we thought we were going to be open by that time we had negotiated a like grace period in the rent at the beginning of our lease so we had a few months of without paying rent before our like rent for our lease started um but it was going to start really soon and so and we're also locked into this lease for five years and we realized like if we don't figure this out how to get this hundred thirty thousand dollars within like A week.
0: We had like a
1: week. We are totally screwed. What would you do? (laughs) And now we have to take a a small break because I need to recharge the battery on the camera. So we're going to be back. I mean, for the listeners, it'll be like half a second, but for us, it'll be like 15 minutes. So see you in a sec. All right. And we are back. Sorry about that. Our camera did die. It turns out our camera died uh, like 30 minutes in. So if you're listening to this on audio, no big deal. no it doesn't matter it's all good um but if you are watching the youtube video there we will have just put up a picture for the last like 20 minutes yeah. we're
0: new to this um, and we do all our own yeah stun,
1: we so. knew the first one was gonna suck um so we have an ac adapter for the camera now so it will not be on a battery next week so we can go for as long as we want um okay so we where were we we were Doom just bloom, baby. we were entirely screwed <laughs> everything sucked so at this point we're like what are we gonna do we can't get a loan from a bank. We can't get an SBA loan. So we decide to go to everyone we knew. We went to all of our friends, our family, everyone, our neighbors. We're like, hey, we're doing this build out. We are building these salon suites. We know it's going to crush. We already have people renting the rooms. We know it's going to crush. <laughs> we know it's going to crush. We we already have people renting the rooms. Like We just need... in order to cover the rest of the build out so that we can actually get through this and we can actually start getting income on this. Like we showed them our business plan. We showed them everything we got. And to our surprise, remember how we had moved into this nice apartment building with a lot of other business owners. All our neighbors, our friends who we talked to about this, who we'd met because we lived at this freaking building
0: we were actually getting multiple
1: offers we had uh, everyone was saying oh yeah you could get a loan from me like I'll, I'll absolutely give you a loan like this your business seems solid like they looked at our business plan they're like yeah this all seems solid you're already getting it rented like absolutely we'll give you a loan like totally cool yeah sure and so we went from having no, no money being 130 dollars, one hundred thirty thousand dollars down like we don't know what we're going to do to now we can like shop around the interest rate for this <laughs> loan we're gonna get and no god was good it we were totally flipped it around so that was insane so we ended up getting a great loan great rate
0: and we what was so important to us was that we didn't give up equity of our business that 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 was was the thing our top priority
1: we were not willing to do and
0: thankfully we didn't give up any percentage of ownership on our business
1: yep so we own 100 percent still we took on debt to complete the build out um and at this point we still owe about 60 60,000 yeah, I think but yeah but we've only
0: been open for 6 months
1: we've only been o- no we only owe about 50,000 now um we only owe about yeah we only we owe about 50,000 50, left. yeah yeah and we're going to pay that off before um next february is the plan we're going to we're probably probably next january or february we're going to have it paid off which is insane which is insane it's so so nice yeah um and it's it's crazy that it was just we had to figure out it was miraculous how to make it work and we did thank goodness because now we have this beautiful building we The rest of the build-out after that, honestly, everything went pretty smoothly. The general contractors kept picking hideous finishings. Yeah, you
0: know, contractors, we just argued back and forth, and honestly, toward the end of the building, we really struggled with getting them to do what we wanted. Oh, like the the doors? Well, I really struggled because, you know, this building is so personal to me, and it was really, you know, I wanted my vision to come to life. And the week of the grand opening, everything happened very, very quickly. Like, they were picking out finishings without asking me. They were just buying things without asking me and installing them in the middle of the night.
1: Um, Well, not in the the middle of the day, but without (laughs) us being there.
0: At the cloak of darkness. (laughs) They were deceiving me. No, but uh, I remember I would be lashing. And you guys, every single day while I was lashing, I had my phone screen open next to my client waiting for bad news every single day. No, at
1: this point in Uh, my life. Every single time my phone buzzed, my stomach had like started cramping. It was bad. Like I had a pit oh, in my I've throat. never seen
0: Elliot and I so anxious. Oh. It was sad. Every
1: time my phone buzzed, oh. I was just like, Oh no! Yes. I would just look at it. And I remember oh.
0: every day I would have my phone open next to my clients because I was still working and teaching every day. And um, my clients and students, you know, and Sweet Jess were really along for the ride, you know, because I was I was on the hot mess express. And I would get a call from Elliot, and he'd be like, Hey. Uh, Oh, the contractors, they put in the wrong this and they did this and they did the wrong ceilings and floor and like all this stuff. And I was like, we open in a week. What is happening? And I remember the one day I had a mental breakdown because I have been envisioning this building <laughs> for years. I mean, this is <laughs> yeah. this place, guys, is an extension of I mean, it is my heart and soul. And I wanted every little finishing to be stunning. And I remember Elliot Car- Caldy said, hey, they installed the wrong doors. Like 14, 15, 16 doors. And I was like, what do you mean the wrong doors? He's like, well, they're like this yellow wood with brown door frames and silver door handles. And I was like, wait, I asked for white white doors. And he, he said, well, the contractors thought you meant white pine, which is like a yellow Taconderoga pencil yellow yeah we
1: said white wood and or we said <laughs> white doors and they said white pine doors <laughs> yes we got it anyway
0: and i got i showed up to the building i was crying and i went up to the contractor and i was like what are you thinking like why wouldn't you ask me this and i was so upset he's like that's what
1: everyone does we, there's not another way to do it these are like, the only doors you can get and i out. was I'm like
0: i was tough guys like i was a little tough guy and i was like you mean to tell me there's no other doors in the united states of america you mean to tell these me are the only ones these are the only doors because i promise you i've been to other establishments where there's other doors
1: i, I have seen I a different color door in my other life.
0: doors i just know these are the cheapest doors and yeah. you just threw them in and then he goes well we're gonna put in brown baseboards i said Brown baseboards? brown baseboards, and then and guys, I'm I'm very kind. I was not very kind this day, and he said, "Yeah, brown baseboards. We're gonna put brown baseboards so they match the door frames." And I was like, "I'm begging you to put in white baseboards. I want it to look clean and I'm sleek like, we're like, white- are
1: white baseboards more expensive? They're like, no, white baseboards are the same price. Then we're like, then why the f would we not <laughs> put in white baseboards? And
0: I remember. I and then the contractor goes well we think we in a professional opinion the building would look better with brown baseboards I said if you put in brown baseboards I will come in in the middle of the night and gnaw them off with my teeth like a, like a like badger a like a beaver I will cu- I, like, yeah. I don't know why I said that but I was like <laughs> so... I was like and he was like well let's just do a, a trial room we'll do no. one I was like white i will cry (laughs) you guys i was my eyes were bloodshot i was picking all my lashes off every night like i was so upset but then anyway the build out it gets done
1: it gets done we finish it we finish it by the grace of god yeah we finish the build out we have our grand opening oh guys we plan beautiful
0: we plan the grand opening of a lifetime it was so it was awesome it was so amazing
1: everyone cried
0: oh my gosh it was amazing people came from
1: out of state
0: we had about forty visitors, like family and friends come yeah. in. Elliot's family, my family, Caleb and Mariah's family. We had everyone come into town. And I mean, this thing honestly was more
1: It was it beat our wedding. It was more people than I sure. It was spectacular. No, it was insane. Oh
0: I it was so beautiful and so special. And I remember being so stressed that week, guys. It was honestly more than I think one young person that I could handle. It was for- it was a lot and I was crying myself to sleep every night. I was working my fingers to the bone. And that week we had our family in town. We had just gotten our certificate of occupancy, meaning we were able to open on a Wednesday. And the grand opening was a Saturday. So we had like a matter of days to decorate the whole space, move the renters in, plan the party of a lifetime. And I was still teaching every day. So the grand opening, we had hundreds and hundreds of people come. People we
1: had no idea who they were. People we didn't even know. They came from out of state. They're (gasps) like, oh, we just love what you guys are doing. There was lash artists that flew in and drove. Yeah. And they I, didn't even tell us. They didn't even say anything. No. They were just there. And and we're I like, remember
0: this one girl. Her name was Kim. I think it's lashing with Kim. And she came up to me and she was like, so sweet. I made my Thank boyfriend you, drive me here for the grand opening. And I was you, like, Kim. I don't know you. And she's that... like, I'm a fan. <laughs> and I was like,
1: I like, we do not deserve who, me? for you to come. <laughs> what?
0: So Elliot and I were massively humbled. It felt like the light at the end of the tunnel. I mean, we were just like praising the Lord. It was awesome. And um my grand opening speech was sappy. sappy. So it was sappy. his. And we did a ribbon cutting and uh, the renters moved in. And honestly, that was
1: that was it. I mean, we we rented out enough rooms before the grand opening that we were able to cover our rent, which was awesome. We still had like four rooms, three or four rooms available when we opened, which out of 12 is awesome. We had already rented out more than half of them by the time we opened just from people believing that it was going to get finished and that it was going to be it really, nice. I mean,
0: We had a, a sea of people that just believed in us.
1: A wild, wild. I wouldn't have believed in us.
0: <laughs> I didn't believe in us. <laughs> I enough. didn't
1: believe in us. Um, we showed up
0: to the grand opening. We're like, who are all these people and why do they care? It was care? wild.
1: But then, you know, three months about after we grand opened, um, we got all the rooms filled out, which four commercial for like salon suites for stuff like what we're doing like filling up the whole place in three months is like unheard of yeah like that and is,
0: our roi is right on track our
1: roi is great the coffee shop is doing well the coffee
0: shop which it's so funny and we're gonna do a whole episode about lightheart coffee because that's we're
1: gonna do a whole episode about like the the business like how everything's going we got we got a lot
0: Yeah. But the coffee shop, it's so crazy because we originally, the vision was for it to be, you know, a convenient place for the renters and their clients. Like we thought it would add a little bit of value to the renters and their clients, but the coffee shop, has its Cheers. own following. Like people love like, her Coffee, and they come just for the coffee shop. Most people come just for the coffee Most shop. Most people come, and they're like, and they're "What like, are what these is, sweets? Like, what is this, what is this weird We're building?"
1: Like, the sweets was the, the
0: sweets was the, the whole the, thing. That's the whole point. That was the whole point. Yeah, and so it's it's really cool to see people come <laughs> no, awesome. and and I mean, the day we opened, do you know it was really cool. What? I had a moment. The day after we did the grand opening, um, I'm a very nostalgic person. I am genetically. My dad's very nostalgic.
1: He's the most nostalgia in oh, one body. My
0: dad is so nostalgic. He's the
1: most nostalgic person I ever met. Yeah,
0: it's really special. I it's really, great. I, I love really it. love that about him. But I, love it. I remember I was driving to the studios the first day that we were open after the grand opening and I obviously obviously had ten hours of clients to do. Obviously. With all my family in town and everyone. And so I showed up to work. Sorry, mom. can And hang I remember out. I drove up and just to see our sign on the building and just and I walked in and the fact that it was already open. And people were sitting and studying and having coffee dates, and yeah. they were looking around. And it
1: wasn't even the real sign. It was the like temp sign. Girl,
0: it wasn't even us. We didn't sign. get the real
1: sign up to like a month afterwards because we had yeah. the sign was like 10 grand to get the sign. And so we couldn't afford to do the sign right now. Yeah, we away. couldn't even
0: afford signage. <laughs> we're for like, we're going to put the
1: sign on for like yeah. a month or two. I
0: know. And <laughs> it's so funny because all the decor and all the like little fun features about it were such an afterthought because oh. our priority was getting. The walls Rooms. up. Rooms. And it's so funny because people will come in and they'll be like, Where did you get your lash bed? And you no, know, when we opened, the number one question was like, Where did you get your lash bed? Like, where did you get the chairs? I'm like, Girl, we just spent half a mil on a building. Like, who right. cares? Like,
1: I we weren't thinking about. <laughs> who cares? That. Yeah, we were just finding like whatever cheap yeah. stuff we could. find. We literally online. furnished
0: the whole place from Facebook, well, we so from Facebook
1: Marketplace. Oh, we got. And Elliot and I, I took
0: everything from our purse, our own apartment, and brought it to the space. Like
1: that? No, yeah, that did happen. <laughs> that did happen. Like all of our furniture, because I was like, you know, who cares? We who don't cares? need furniture in our yeah. apartment. We'll just bring it here, yeah. and because we need furniture here, yeah, we don't, we don't need a shelves at our apartment right
0: so we brought everything from home to the to the studios and just made it as pretty as we could but it was so incredible to drive up and i parked and i was sitting at the light and looking at the building and i was literally seeing people in the window like on coffee dates be amazed by the building and i was crying my eyes out you guys i was like oh my gosh oh my gosh oh my gosh like this is real this is genuinely happening and the fact that the building like i don't have to turn the key to open it it opens at 7 a.m yeah. and mariah starts making coffee and people start showing that's, up
1: that's what crazy that's what's Ugh. crazy is like we we were just in hawaii for a week and it everything and just kept running perfectly. we weren't here like it opened every day yeah like we absolutely couldn't do this without caleb and mariah like running the no. coffee shop
0: they, i can't even just give them a shout out like we need to film a whole episode oh on well them yeah we
1: will absolutely but yeah, they're a gift yeah it's like And that's so many little things about doing the coffee shop as part of the studios that make the studio so much better and make our lives so much better. Like just having people here every day to make sure that everything's like good. Yeah. Like, cause it's, it's really impossible to be like an absentee salon suite owner. Like you, you can, it's not impossible. It's just your salon suites are going to be worse because of it. And so like
0: Elliot and I are here every single day. Yeah, we're exactly. here every
1: day, and, like, if we're not here, like, Caleb and Mariah are here. And or, to clarify,
0: like, Caleb and Mariah co-own the coffee shop with us. Yeah. So they're our partners. They're our business partners. Yeah. Um, And they love this place. Like, it is their baby. It's amazing. I mean, they, they live across the street. They do. Their license plate you. says Lightheart. They have a Lightheart-wrapped moped. They
1: are they are part <laughs> of the Lightheart <laughs> They live fam. and
0: breathe Lightheart, and they just-
1: Just as much as we do.
0: Oh, it's- yeah so special
1: it's wild it's wild it's amazing but yeah that's that's the whole story that's how we opened the studios that's how we got to where we are now that's why we're doing the podcast because we've been through all this and and
0: there's a million little stories within this there's so many little things
1: that we're going to dive into and like we know that the first i i fully expect like the first six months of this podcast to be really bad and so i want to start it like a couple years before we have really good stuff to talk about so that by that time we'll be good at doing the podcast and i think we've done i think we've been through enough so far that like it's not an entirely pointless podcast to film. And I think we do. No, know... I feel
0: like we have so much to share. And I think we needed yeah. a platform to share it. We
1: know some, a thing or two about lashes. Um, we know a thing or two about getting clients. We, I, I wouldn't teach people how to open the studios because we've only done it the one time, but we can talk about our experience doing yeah. it. And I think it's stuff that not many people have done. And, and I also,
0: we don't know anyone else that has opened a studio before.
1: I mean, people have.
0: No, we don't know anyone. We though. don't
1: know anyone. Yeah. That's true. Like, and we didn't
0: have any mentors yeah. or advice or anyone that has been That's in the our thing. shoes And, before. like,
1: I would have loved, when we were doing the studios, I would have loved to have someone, like, a podcast oh, like a this podcast? to listen to. Yeah. So that, like, I could have been like, oh, well, I should keep that in mind. And, like, as we do in the future episodes, like, go more in depth on, like, stuff about the build-out and stuff like that. I would have loved to have that. And and also for us, like, it's really nice to have, like, documented like at this time in our lives what we're going through like this is an alternative to us doing like diaries yeah. it's like we have this podcast we talk about everything that happened during the build out now we have like kind of the foundation we have the backstory laid so now in the future podcast episodes we can go through like stuff as it's happening and we can go through more like um kind of in the in the trenches what we're doing what we're going through we want to do lots of uh really interesting interviews with people
0: god gives his hardest battles owning a salon suite to his strongest soldiers us Us. (laughs) no but we just you know and if there's someone out there watching this that you know you feel stuck and you're in a place where you know maybe you're in this industry whether you're in the lash industry the beauty industry any, any industry and you feel stuck and you feel like you can't grow and you don't feel encouraged. Like we just want to be those people for you. We just want to be those people that genuinely no gatekeeping. We want to help. We want to be on your team. And I mean, we built this space. So it would be a physical brick and mortar community oriented location where any lash artist, beauty professional service provider can come and they feel loved and taken care of and heard and and mentored. And we just want to be that place for yeah. everyone.
1: Like our entire goal with the studios is for all the renters. Is Our job as the owners of the studios is to do everything we can to make sure that they succeed in their businesses. Yeah. And that's our goal with that. And I see this podcast as another way that we can try our best yeah. to help other people succeed in the beauty industry that aren't physically in our building.
0: Yeah, we didn't want to open the salon suite just because we were like, this is such a good way to diversify our income. What a great way
1: to... <laughs> Park some cash in a non-fungible asset.
0: Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, making money is – that's a point of a business. Like, it's a its the side effect. And we do make a lot of money owning the yeah. salon suites. But, like, this is, I mean, our life's mission to love yeah. love people in this way. And it's – you know, lashes fell in my lap. And, you know, my clientele has always fallen in my lap and it, students. And it's like we just want to help as many people as possible.
1: Yeah. And, and part of the thing, too, is, like, the more money we make with the studios mm-hmm. – means we have more money that we can plow back into the business to expand the ways that we can help lash artists and help people in the beauty industry and and long term i think our goal in the industry is to figure out in any way we can and do everything we can to help lash artists and maybe eventually other beauty professionals make more money in their businesses and just increase the overall wealth of all the people who we come in contact with and yeah. that's that's i think i think that's a good goal i think that's a really that's and something so, i feel good so about it's so
0: rewarding doing. in the time that we've been in the building like just seeing our renters grow oh my gosh like erica the erica it's just the best. won best salon suite in the usa at and the it's last in conference. our
1: salon suite I feel like I want lot. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's all yours, Erica. No, yeah, yeah. And I mean we've we just
0: no we've just seen our renters, you know, grow from having no clientele mm-hmm. or, you know, from being brand new and they've just absolutely flourished and thrived and we're so proud to um, you know, for them to call this home. Like it means the absolute world to us. Yeah. And I will brag on Elliot for a second because a lot of people, you know, I'm the face of Lightheart and people give me a lot of credit for the studios and a lot of credit for Lightheart Lash and yes, I built that business, but I will say I would have never ever dreamed of opening the building like this without Elliot. Like I was looking at a tanning salon back in Anchorage when I lived there to open up. And my dream was really small. (laughs) Like my life's dream. I mean, really I wanted to, I wanted to have a beautiful space for beauty professionals, but I would have probably gotten a building that already had a build out that was well within what I can afford because of my money hoarding tendencies. Um, I would have done it if I could only do it with all the capital up front myself. Uh, I probably would have had two or three other service providers. And with Elliot, he's taken, since I was 19 and I met him, like he has taken every little dream. And I say this all the time, but he's taken every little tiny dream I've had and he has magnified it to be as big as it can be. And he has, and during the build out, I watched him turn into a different person it was like he grew up in front of my eyes you know it was like he stepped out of himself and he was like let's get this done like how can we do this he was constantly problem solving and I remember at the grand opening I felt like I didn't do this like everyone was giving me credit and I was like okay I paid for it but I was like this was a gift from Elliot it felt like to me like it felt like mm-hmm. it felt like this was a gift from Elliot to me and I feel like Lightheart Lash like Lightheart Studios is like a, an extension of Elliot's love for me which sounds really corny but like when bit. I no but like the way that you love me and the way mm-hmm. that you're good to me like that's like the building is literally built with love like it feels like the walls aren't made of drywall they're made with love <laughs> <And> <laughs> I, just, I just when I walk in here I just feel so overwhelmed because I'm like wow like I could have never done this without without the support of Elliot because and so, if you're stuck, like
1: the tiles aren't filled with grout, they're filled with love. Yeah, the tiles aren't. <laughs> the, the, the drains aren't cocked with silicone; they're cocked with love. They're cocked with
0: joy. They're cocked with joy. Yeah, and so I just like I can't give him enough credit. And I could make a whole. Maybe I'll have a Valentine's Day episode where I just <laughs> where I just sit here on the floor and I gush about you. And I'm like, dear diary, I love. Elliot. But truly, I mean, he's such a special person, and it really was just, you know, it was so special the way we met and you know we're destined to be together from the beginning and like you've you've truly taken everything i've ever wanted and and multiplied it
1: boy did it work out yeah it did work out and and there were times there were times where i i think was a little too ambitious mm-hmm. and i tried to push you a little farther than we should and you were a very good like moderating force yeah. in that and I think my tendency is to I'm a much more like risk oriented person and yeah. I see, you know, if you don't take any risks you're not going to get anywhere and Madison is a more risk averse person and I think the combination of the two of us Yeah, I like chilling. We really moderate each other. I push Madison to live a little and push she me pushes me <laughs> she <laughs> pushes me to, you know, maybe we don't do every idea, but I think that's great cuz it lets me like throw out all these ideas for like what we can do in the business and then madison says no to most of them which is good because then the <laughs> ones would, she says yes to we do very very are well vi- but because they're the good ideas because most of my ideas suck but i just the i way- say yes
0: to the good ones you, and you, I you do 100% yeah, yeah, no yeah.
1: and and we wouldn't get to the good ones if like the way my brain works is i don't think i would be able to get to the good ideas if i didn't throw out like a thousand bad ideas first and so i need you there to like say no to all the bad ideas like this is a stupid idea we shouldn't do that and then i think about it. And i'm like hey why is that a stupid idea and then i think about it a little more and i'm like oh yeah that is that is a stupid idea well we so should do it's so funny else. and i'll
0: and i'll uh tell them something but like i've always been averse to doing online trainings and I, just out of integrity i've always been like you know yeah. i don't think people can learn lashes True. well online True. that's just an opinion of mine i'm sure they can technique.
1: but technique you can't learn technique online. i
0: really think that it's just not in me to teach and for a long online.
1: time for a long time i was like we should teach online trainings because like online oh, training, i would
0: make us so much money if we taught online trainings but i
1: would make money but yeah. the product would be worse and the issue with online I, training i know
0: that i can in person teach someone you, to be an incredible lash artist and i can't yeah. guarantee that quality you can't guarantee
1: the results online but and so you should not do it fighting, totally after
0: fighting after fighting elliot on this for years i finally the other day was like i really want to come up with online virtual advanced styling workshops so like bite size workshops no certificate no technique where i in depth teach you guys like very detailed advanced mapping and styling um, and uh, for very specific sets.
1: So that's, that's probably when we release this podcast, we'll probably be about the same time we release the first. Yeah.
0: So that's coming out soon. Get excited. But mini,
1: what, what are we calling them? They're mini, they're mini workshops, mini workshops, yeah, mini
0: online workshops. So it's just so funny because like Elliot will throw out all these ideas about online training. I'll shut them down for years and then I'll be yes. like, but I want to do this and it'll be amazing. Oh, so you know, good. so we compliment each other so well good. and
1: I plant the seeds. Yeah. And then, and then every once in a while, one of them, pfft, yeah, and so it's, it's yeah. awesome. It's awesome. It's perfect.
0: So I'm really grateful that we do everything together.
1: So yeah, watch out for the mini workshops. Watch the out first for one is on angel uh, sets. Angel sets. you are gonna
0: go crazy. You
1: it. And I think this is such a good idea. Okay, we can do a little quick dive into why this is a good idea. Why I think it's a, such a good idea. Yeah. So the mini workshop. You're not teaching technique. You're not teaching anything. But the way that you and a lot of other lash artists learn how to do different styles is you'll see like an Instagram reel of someone doing the style and then you like piece it together from the reel but it's like not ideal. It
0: never looks the same.
1: It never looks the same and so what we're doing is we're making high resolution. High res baby. We're filming the entire process start to finish of doing an angel set. We have Two angles, you're getting, like, a really good view of everything. And I'm Madison, narrating. she's narrating over, this is what I'm doing here. This is what I'm placing here. This is how you make the fan. This is this, 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 and this. All the specifics of doing the angel set so that you watch this and you get the guide. And you. it's everything you need to know in order to do an angel set if you already know, like, how to do lashes. Yeah. it's like
0: And that feels good to me. That feels it's like great. Very... It's brilliant. Yeah. And it's so
1: much better than anything I could have come up with. Or anything anyone else has come up with. No one else is doing this. It's Who's great. doing this? Who's doing this? No <laughs> one. It's great. I'm so excited about. It. I'm so freaking pumped for this. And it's gonna come out like exact same time as the podcast. So yeah. So watch out for that.
0: Should we talk about the future of Lightheart at all?
1: Um let me make sure the camera's still running, but um we can't? Okay. Start it.
0: Well, I think for the future, I mean should I talk about the sweets? Uh
1: yeah.
0: We're going still. Honestly elliot and i had such a hard time building this building out and we think
1: it's halfway through (laughs) halfway well not halfway like two-thirds through the building after we figured out like how we were gonna pay for everything we got it paid for we were like kind of in the finishing parts yeah i my timing was not good but i (laughs) we were like going on a walk one day and i told madison i was like hey I think we should do a second location, and we were like in the middle of like they were picking the wrong doors. I wanted like, to die. Madison almost, Madison almost chopped my head off. She was so mad. I was like, she was like, how dare you? How dare you suggest that? <laughs> I think that? I ran away. You did. I was like, no. You did. You were like, how dare you suggest such a stupid and mean thing? <laughs> you were like personally attacked by that
0: yeah um but like you know elliot he's man he's two steps ahead i'm the seeds,
1: plant the seeds. because just like we like went- a couple weeks ago this was like what a month and a half yeah a month and a half ago now madison we were getting dinner and madison was like you know i think we should do a second location and i was like <laughs> really you do
0: and I was like, yes, because you know we learned so much during this one that we both everything I that said. we both feel you were right, and we both we both feel like it would be a waste if we didn't it take would. everything we learned at it a young would. age and applied it again and do it way better. Oh, it'll and be so again much better. Again
1: again. It'll be so much better. Yeah. The fact that we survived the first one, now we know we could crush the second one. Yeah, like the first one absolutely was the hardest. Like, we know so... But we
0: were going into a blind... Oh, yeah.
1: We didn't know all the ways that, like, we could get screwed by a general contractor. Or, or like, how particular with everything we needed to be with the architect like we didn't even know what the finishings were to specify them like if we knew all the finishings that went into something like this then we would have been able to specify them but because we didn't even know like we didn't know what options there were for floorboards or what options there were for handles or doors or door frames like so we didn't know to specify them we were just like make everything white and then the architect was like did whatever they all (laughs) they their standard is and
0: it's so it's so funny because like my dad's a landlord and so he does he has you know properties and apartments and a bar and i remember uh i didn't really tell him anything we were doing in the beginning i just left him out of it and then he came for christmas day and i gave him a tour of the building which we were deep in the build-out at this point my dad walks in and i'm waiting for him to give me advice and to tell me you know what to ask the contractors and and to be and then my dad walks in he was like dang girl man i don't know
1: (laughs) (laughs) This ain't nothing like building out apartments. He was
0: like, this ain't what I do. (laughs) This
1: ain't nothing like what I do. So
0: Ellie and I, you know, and and our... I guess we're on our own. Our friends and family were so supportive. supportive. But also, you know, we were kind of in territory that was uncharted. And uh, so, you know, we want to build a next one. We want to build a Lightheart Studios. Build to suit from the ground up.
1: If we can. If we can. Now, the new challenge on the horizon is doing... Like construction loans, doing like developer loans and permits, like that's a whole yeah. nother world. Maybe we won't be able to do that that till the third location. I don't know, but we're gonna try. We're gonna try our yeah. best. We'll see. It's not. It's not happening in the next six months. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. it's Probably not happening next year. But
0: we're just enjoying this location. We're but working, it's gonna happen. We're working hard and uh or hardly working am i am right, I right <laughs> Elliot? my gosh nothing is done around here but uh no we're working hard and we're enjoying every day here and every day here just feels like disneyland like it's it's the biggest blessing in the world to be able to work with our friends and it's to have a building filled with people that are our friends
1: it's the best things are good now and we are very happy that we did it but it is very important to remember that in order to get to where we are right now we did have to go through a lot of sucky situations yeah, and just for i'm a few so years. glad we did
0: just for like 7 8 years just for like 7 8
1: years yeah, it was fine. like whatever but just our whole youth like it's... <laughs> okay it and it we it, we haven't had it that bad it's no. honestly we've had it great like yeah. our entire lives have been so filled with blessings absolutely but but i i think we worked hard and i think we I think the build out was very difficult and I do feel like we like earned the building.
0: Absolutely. Like
1: it, it really did suck. And so, but that makes it feel even better having the building now that like we know like the blood, sweat and tears that we poured into it. And so then every day, like I come in here, uh, I have to not come in on days that I want to get work done because if I come to the studios he I just won't leave. leave. At least I just hang out. I just stand around. I have to leave
0: him at home like a puppy because if he comes to the yeah. studios with me, he will be there till I finish my last day. Cuz like I don't
1: I, I love I love hanging out. Yeah. I love hanging out There's at so much Lightheart. To do. I would I don't want to leave. It's great. I'm having a great time. So, yeah, we love it. We love Lightheart. Um we, we are so excited Lightheart. to do this podcast, I think. I think that's a wrap i think that's I it i think we did it thank you for listening to our first episode thank you so much
0: like and subscribe like, like right and
1: subscribe <laughs> yeah like and subscribe i mean isn't
0: that what you say i used to watch that's Be- what you i used to watch a lot of no, gurus when i was 12 and comment down below
1: oh yes we got to get the engagement from the comments um comment down below uh, wh- whatever you want i don't know <laughs> um if you want to team Honestly, ellie
0: no team elliot or team madison
1: Oh yeah, Team Elliot or Team Madison—that's yeah. a good one. Let's That's a good Edward, one. Team Edward, Team Jacob. Then, yeah. Hashtag Team Elliot for the win. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for listening, and we hope you have a wonderful week. And turn, hope you have a wonderful week. And turn, tune in next week for episode two of my last two brain cells. Bye. Bye.
0: <sighs> we did it. Woo! That's so good! I think it went well! It was so perfect. Oh, so happy. Can you take a picture of us? Yeah!